Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in, cronies, to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay. And we're going to cover this week's NFL action. And we're going to do Mount Rushmore of the AFC North Division. Uh, what a weekend. What a great weekend of football we got. Again, Thursday, a full slate on Saturday, and a Christmas miracle. Three games on Sunday. I forgot the NBA was even on. So I'm watching football. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? I don't watch NBA till playoff time in NBA or, you know, crunch time. So, you know, I'm doing great, Ryan. Was it three or four games on Sunday, though? Uh, three, wasn't three? it? Three? Yeah. Yep. Th- three games. A morning, an afternoon, and a night game. I wish I was watching the NBA right now because my favorite player, Zion Williamson, is actually doing their team is like the best in basketball right now. I'm not even watching it. Really? Zion Williamson is your favorite player. I'm a big Duke fan, so I you like You would Zion. take him over Ja Morant? Ja Morant is un... <laughs> I watched... Uh, I just have... I don't watch a lot of NBA, but I was home one night and that, they had a game on, Memphis did, and I was watching it. That guy is un-freaking believable. He is so good, Ja Morant. But it's I true. like Zion. I like him better. He's more fun. He's just so exciting to watch. Doing three sixty dunks. He's just so big and fast. It's fun. It's like watching a miniature Shaquille O'Neal out there. <laughs> Come on, it's like watching Charles Barkley with a little more athleticism. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Man, that's ridiculous. Man, that's ridiculous. Why don't we talk about them? I, I think you're trying to uh, distract us and avoid the first game on the docket, Ryan. I think that's what's going on All here. Right. The first game on the docket is the Jaguars versus Let's the Jets. Thursday night game, Jaguars and Jets. This is this is not a can't-lose. This is a must-win game for the New York Jets. They didn't have their quarterback, Mike White, again, with his rib fracture, so they had to go to Zach Wilson. Could Zach Wilson, the second overall pick in the draft, going against the first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, succeed in a battle of two teams needing to win desperately to have a chance at the playoffs? The Jets, their backbone, their defense can shut anybody down. All Zach Wilson has to do is play efficient ball and move the chains, run the clock. And wouldn't you know it, folks, the Jets lost 19-3. to could not stop a nosebleed against the Jaguars that night. Evan Ingram tore him up. Travis Etienne in the ETN. It's in the game. Just tore him up. Jack Wilson. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie to you. He might be. I was Jake can attest to this. I have been the biggest Zach apologist in the history. <laughs> Oh, no, I can agree. Of Zach Wilson fans. <laughs> right, Jay? Oh, gosh, yes. I always said, just wait. He's a rookie quarterback. He'll come around. I am now totally flipped. He is the worst rookie bust ever. Jamarcus Russell, they used to say, was the worst. <laughs> Their stats for games played are the, the same stats for the amount of games played. He is worse than Jamarcus Russell. 
That's how bad Zach Wilson is. I want you just to say that one more time so it gets loud and clear through this podcast. Zach Wilson is worse than Jamarcus Russell. Right now, Jamarcus Russell is shedding a tear after yes, he hears finally, this. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I'm not the worst. And the I guy can't. who didn't even read the playbook, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> now, we all know Zach Wilson's going to probably get released by the Jets this offseason. Sign with the Broncos because he's cheap. The Broncos will start him because they don't have a good quarterback, and he will probably be the next Drew Brees. But uh, the Jets lose 19-3. Jaguars increase their chances of making the playoffs. In fact, if the Jaguars just win the rest of their games, they're in the playoffs. That would be very cool, in my honest opinion, for the Jaguars to make the playoffs after the Urban Meyer fiasco and debacle for uh, Doug Peterson to come back and get a little redemption there for um, being let go in Philadelphia. I would like to. I would like that to happen. I think that would be a good, good football story. In fact, it, the, this week's games coming up: the Jaguars and Titans, because that's who they have to beat out in that division. It doesn't even matter if they either team wins or loses this week because they play each other last week. That last game they play is going to determine who wins that division because of tiebreakers. It doesn't matter who wins or loses next week. So, so do you go out this week and you like play your worst game possible, like to like well, have them all get extra confident? And then here's come the out thing: and play them? the Titans. There's a lot of talk right now because Ryan Tannehill is out. He's more than likely not going to play that last week, but they might sit Derrick Henry this week just so they have him fresh for that last week against the Jaguars. And why that is significant to you and I, this coming week is the Fantasy Football Championships, and there are several teams, Jay knows of a team that has him, that has Derrick Henry carrying their team, and now they probably won't have them for their championship fantasy football week. And Jay's like, why couldn't that have happened a week earlier? Say, would have been nice if they did that this week. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> rest, but King Henry, rest. I would love to see the Jaguars make the playoffs. They're way more fun to watch than the Titans. And even though the Jets lost, and they already confirmed they have Mike White playing this week, they have an 88% chance to make the playoffs as long as they win their next two games against the Seahawks and then the Dolphins because they have the tiebreaker on the Dolphins. Now, so we have a chance. Now, being a Jets fan all these years, you said an 88%, but what's the Jets fans' percentage of this happening? <laughs> it's about 4%. <laughs> I'm putting in about 4%. I, I really feel we're going to win this next game because that's that's what the – that's what – I mean, that's just what the world does to us. They give us all this hope. We're going to go in feeling we can beat the Dolphins. We can knock the Dolphins out of the playoffs and make it. What could it be any better? And then we'll lose. Just get blown out of the water by him, probably. Yeah, I think the uh, Buffalo Bills have locked in spot on the playoffs. Buffalo 35 this week, Chicago Bears 13. Um, Buffalo played in Chicago, which is probably a good thing because the weather in Buffalo, I don't know if you guys have seen the reports on that, but they've had over another huge dumping of snow, like over four feet in Buffalo. Roads are all closed down looks horrific whenever you look at it on the screen but it was so bad on christmas eve or christmas night the bills had to like stay in chicago they could not take a plane ride back home to buffalo 
And you guys got to look up videos of them at the airport because they're digging out their cars and the snow is over their cars. Yep. And there's yep. a car I pulling out and he has this mountain like of iceberg. snow. <laughs> it's like an, it looks like an iceberg in the back car. of his car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so shout out to you, Buffalo, and all your residents and cities and people out there plowing and working. Uh, stay strong. Stay brave. You guys uh, get ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Man, going right into the uh, the rivalry, uh, the Bills won, and so did the Chiefs. They are staying neck and neck. The Bills still own the tiebreaker to be number one in the AFC, but the Chiefs keep winning, and they are doing their best to uh, uh, hopefully win out, and Buffalo just needs to lose one more game. Uh, Chiefs beat the Seahawks 24-10. to Wasn't really even a game. Uh, the Seahawks did not look good. Um, Geno Smith had a garbage time touchdown, which I wish they could have uh, taken that away as well um, for fantasy purposes. But the the Chiefs won a very easy game, 24 to 10, took their foot off the gas in the second half. And that was okay to do this week because the Seahawks uh, couldn't do anything. All right, we'll go right next to the next game. The Saints beat the Browns. 17 to 10 and what a boring game if you could uh pick a more boring game i don't think you could this one was terrible saints win 17 10 they're technically still in the playoffs and deshaun watson um still looks like he can't play football still that's all i gotta say about that game he's got a few things to figure out that's for sure but the yes. team that does not have to figure things out, that's the Minnesota Vikings. They won this week 27 to the New York Giants 24. Another late-game heroic comeback by the Minnesota Vikings. And that team's just looking good right now. And if you have to play them in the playoffs, you better hope it's prime time. So if it's noon, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Greg Joseph, the kicker, kicking a 61-yard field goal for the win as time expired the the Minnesota Vikings set a record in this game. Did you guys hear that? I did indeed. They are the only team in NFL history to win 11 games by one score or less. It is unreal. <clears throat> they just no matter who they play, they play to the talent of the next team they're playing, but they tell you what, if you're in a close game against them, you don't want to play them in the fourth quarter. They just always find a way to win. All right. Jay, want to talk about the Bengals and Patriots? Uh, Bengals and Patriots. Uh, For some reason, I thought you just talked about the Vikings. Ryan, sorry about that. Uh, Bengals and Patriots, that was actually a a shootout that turned into it during the uh, third and fourth quarter. Uh, The Bengals scored 22 points in the first half, and they did not score again. Uh, The Patriots scored 18 points in the second half and had two chances in that final uh, six minutes to win the game. Uh, But the Bengals defense uh, shut them down. It was super close. Um, I thought the Patriots were going to pull out the victory, and they did not. The Bengals won 22 to the Patriots 18. You know, I was watching that game because I had – I have Joe Mixon in my fantasy – and they were up by 22, and the Patriots kept scoring. But when it got to late third and fourth quarter, you would think the Bengals would run the ball. 
You would think. You would Let's think. try to run the clock out. We have Joe Mixon. Nope. He's not a bad running back. He can get you know three to five yards every time he gets the ball. But what do they do? Pass, 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 punt. Pass, 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 punt. Pass, 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 punt. Every time. Joe Burrow is like the next Peyton Manning. I think he checks out of every run play and passes. <laughs> it's so infuriating. Like I, they never. They should have. They, they shouldn't even been that close. They should have been able to run that clock out. But no, he just keeps passing and passing and passing and passing. Yeah. Did you guys? Bill Belichick is is once again. You just see it. He is the best second half like adjustment coach ever. Like the way that they adjusted, didn't let the Bengals score again. It, hands, I thought the Patriots were going to win it. They looked like the better team. Yeah, all I was going to do is say, just stop the pass. Don't worry about the run. They're not going to run it. Joe Burrow wants to put up numbers like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Let's not let him. That's all he wants to do. Did all you right. guys see the reports on Mac Jones about how he might be a dirty player? Oh, he is a dirty player. I've I've seen the videos. So I haven't. So enlighten me. There was a interception he threw, and the defender was running all the way back to the end zone. And Matt Mac Jones is very competitive, so he's trying to chase this dude like DK Metcalf down. He's not going to get him. He's fifteen yards short, and um, I think it was Eli Apple is right behind Mac Jones. So what does Mac Jones do? Falls. Falls to the ground right at his right at the guy's knees, so he falls over him, trips over him, and then they were showing other highlights of videos of him, you know, sliding as a quarterback and putting his foot up high. Right, they're nuts. Get, get people in the nuts. Oh yeah, I have. Seen and then that. they were showing videos of him uh, tripping people on run plays, like linemen and, and, and stuff like that. So well, there's there's one really bad one that he did last year where a guy. Uh, sacked him and forced the fumble, and he grabbed his foot and yeah, he twisted, twisted, and it. that guy tore his knee up because of how he twisted his leg. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a, lot a of, player. A lot of extra eyes by the NFL will be on Mac Jones now, and probably a lot of fines will be issued. And well, see if yeah, they can defenders that. are going to start going for his head. Is what they're going to do. I was going to mm-hmm. say they're going to start trying to kill that dude. Yep. That is not something you want to do. Is uh, piss off a bunch of. 300 pound men that can uh, run as uh, run as fast as a cheetah like it's not a good idea let's go to the next game in a can't lose not a must win but a can't lose for the Detroit Lions against the must win Carolina Panthers the Panthers come victorious 37-23 and folks it wasn't even that close the Panthers did whatever they wanted to on the ground Against the Lions, they had three or two 100-yard rushers. Just broke off long runs all day. Sam Darnold even ran on them. And the Panthers are in the playoff race still. They still have a chance to win that division uh, after losing their whole team. And the Lions still are in the wild card race. It's going to be tough, uh, but they still have an outside chance of making it. But they needed to win that game pretty bad in the way they've been playing. Both teams have been playing. I. And the Panthers came out, uh, just stomped a mud hole in them this game. Sam Darnold is looking better than he ever has. Yeah, yeah, yes. Him and Geno Smith, I tell you That's what. That's a lot. <laughs> See, what the Jets do is they, they take these, they draft these quarterbacks in the first round and they ruin their career and they go places like, well, it can't get any worse than that. And, and they play, you know, loose and fun now because they know it can't get any worse. They take quarterbacks and they suck so bad. They go to a team and play like 
this much better and then looks amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes. Yes. Getting out of New York in that media scrutiny is probably pretty huge, too. Moving on to the Dirty Birds, though. We had the Battle of the Falcons versus the Ravens this week. Uh, Falcons scored nine. Ravens put up 17. So Baltimore is winning still without Lamar Jackson. Uh, Taylor Huntley, Tyler Huntley put up 100 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Desmond Ritter started again. Looked better than he did the week before, but still not that great. Uh, Interesting to see how things are going to keep going with the Falcons. John, do you know who invented the Dirty Bird dance, touchdown dance? Ryan Olson. Jay, do you know who invented the Dirty Bird touchdown dance? Nope. The 1998. The tight end, O.J. Santiago. Interesting. 1998. (laughs) Was that San Diego or Santiago? Santiago. (laughs) A lot of people think it was Jamal Anderson who was a very good running back for them that year. They went to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't. It was O.J. Santiago. Well, that's a good fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. Here's another fun fact for you. Uh, <laughs> Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans won this week. They have won their second game this year. Um, I actually picked the Texans to win really? based on how amazing they have played the last three weeks. They almost beat the Cowboys. They almost beat the Chiefs. I said, you know what? They're going to beat the Tennessee Titans because the Titans have looked horrible, and they did. The Houston Texans win 19-14, to 14, uh, even with that Derrick Henry uh, running all over them. That's all they could do. Malik Willis does not look like a good quarterback. He only threw for 99 yards. He threw two interceptions. People kept thinking, why has no one drafted this guy? It's because he, he does not look like a good quarterback. The Texans are tough, and they are playing tough, and they won the game. Good for the Texans. Good for them. Good for the Texans. Do they still have the number one pick, or do they lose it? No. They can lose. I think they they can still lose John two more games. I think the next closest has four losses, so I think they're fine. I would hate to see yeah. what I saw a video of the other day. I think it was the 0-13 Jets won a game to lose the number one overall pick to, to draft the Jaguars. To the Jaguars. We could have had Trevor Lawrence. And with the last game of the year, we beat the – or one of the last games of the year, we beat the Rams. It was so stupid. I would would hate – But they didn't need him because they could get Zach Wilson. (laughs) That's what they thought. (laughs) I I can't imagine if we had Trevor Lawrence on our team. How that would happen. Uh, Next game, in a can't lose, the Washington Commanders versus the San Francisco 49ers did just that. They lost 31-20. to Niners in Brock Purdy, I'm telling you, at week in and week out, they look so dominant. And Washington's a good team, and they did not look good. They even went to a quarterback change to Carson Wentz. Didn't help at all. He still looks bad. <laughs> uh, but Brock Purdy, man, that team just looks so good. Both sides of the ball. Like, you couldn't stop Bosa all day. That guy was in the backfield. And, you know, it was even worse than you said. It was 37-20. to 20. And I don't understand why the commanders made the quarterback change. Taylor Heineke wasn't the reason that they were losing. Uh, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, I think, is garbage. Uh, Taylor at least motivates the team and gets them pumped up. But it's the Niners. Their defense looks unstoppable right now. And and like you said, on the offensive side, I think they're the team to beat. I honestly think the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. 
I can't wait to see them play like the Eagles, Cowboys, or Vikings. I just can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm telling you right now, in ten years from now, in the Bay Area, when they talk about great 49ers quarterbacks, they're gonna be saying Montana who? Because Brock Purdy is the next guy. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what they do next year at quarterback because Brock Purdy takes them deep in the play. I mean, he looks so good. How can you go back to Trey Lance? I just don't know how you can do it. If you're smart, you ride the hand that's hot, and you just ride it till it's not. That's true, but money speaks, too. Talking of hot hands. Bill Belichick philosophy. Talking of hot hands, Gardner Minshew making his start for the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles 34, Dallas Cowboys, though, 40, putting up the victory above them, the nice rivalry matchup. Minshew started over Hurt Hurts and had 355 yards, two touchdowns, a couple picks, though. Um Overall, though, I think the showing from the Cowboys was very effective. My favorite part of that whole game was T.Y. Hilton getting a 52-yard yes. bomb just coming yep. off the free agent wire. Congrats to you, T.Y. Uh, Cowboys didn't bring in Odell, but they got a solid veteran there who can make some catches. Every team that wanted Odell brought in a veteran wide receiver. I don't think he's getting signed by anybody. I think he was a little too greedy. Yeah, one, one the Eagles though some big losses. They lost two linemen in this game that will probably be out till the playoffs. Lane Johnson and I can't remember the other guy's name. He's a guard, but Lane Johnson's huge. He's their left tackle. He's the anchor, or him and Kelsey are the anchors of that offensive line. Um, the Eagles are don't do not have the number one seed wrapped up. They have to win at least one of their next two games because they still could lose that number one seed. So. It'll be interesting to see if they bring Hertz back for one of those two games. My guess is he'll sit one more week, and then if they need him that last week, they'll bring him back. I mean, the Eagles did, I think, a phenomenal job without uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Cowboys just ended up uh, in the last five minutes of the game winning it for him. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I I would let Minshew play again and uh, see if you can keep resting Hurts. I agree. I agree. Minshew looked good. He did look good. Um, it's that mustache. Uh, going to the next game on who doesn't look good, you have the Raiders and the Steelers, and the Raiders just keep losing. Um, Derek Carr is just not playing good football. Um and it's frustrating for a lot of people who have uh, wide receivers on the Raiders that they want to be doing good. Uh, and when you have to rely on Derek Carr, it is just not going well. That Pittsburgh defense looked tough. I picked Pittsburgh to win this week, and they almost they almost didn't do it. But the reason I did is because of what they said two weeks ago. Two weeks ago when they started this win streak, the players said – Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and we are going to fight as hard as we can to win out so Mike Tomlin does not ever have a losing season on his record. The Steelers are now 7-8, and eight, and they are dogfighting every week for their head coach, Mike Tomlin. So they have two more games, and if the Steelers win out, Mike Tomlin will not have a losing record. It's unreal. Unreal. I feel like Mike Tomlin sold his soul to the devil and the claws in there is if you get a losing record, then you know, then you go to hell. So <laughs> yeah. he's all over there. Come on, guys. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah. That that is just when you have a team 
that loves you, like that just helps so much as a head coach, but it shows how good of a head coach you are. And there's a lot of bad coaches in this league. Um, and we'll get to one of them later. Um, but yeah, I, I love when a team gets behind their coach and fights as hard as they do. All right. Yeah. They play, uh, they with TJ Watt coming back. They're, they're forced to be reckoned with right now, to be honest with you. I wouldn't want to play them right now. Next game, Packers and the Dolphins. Packers, they had a can't lose. Dolphins had a must win. And the Packers won 26 to 20. Beating the Dolphins. Oh, I love them beating the Dolphins. Kept my Jets in it. Tua, it come out. It's, it's just developing right now as we're doing this podcast. And he may have gotten concussed during this game again and kept playing. Uh, if you watch this game, it pre it did look like he was concussed the way he was throwing the ball to the Packers all day. Uh, but the Packers and um, played pretty good. Aaron Rodgers was throwing around. Uh, AJ Dillon looked good. They for some reason didn't want to play Aaron Jones. I guess because he's on my fantasy team. I don't know the reasoning behind it. But they hate Aaron Jones and Green Bay. But they got the win, and they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, they're another one of those teams right now, the way they're playing. I don't know if I'd want to play them in the playoffs either. They're looking better every week. He's getting chemistry with those receivers. But, uh, yeah. yeah. With them showing where Tua um, Tagovailoa got hurt, um, the one thing that um, uh, when I was watching that, it was after that play is when he what threw through he threw three mm -hmm. interceptions in a row and they were not good looking balls. So the Dolphins were winning going into um, um, halftime, and so it if he did get concussed again, I'm I'm pretty nervous for the guy, and I think he should just sit sit out because it is not good to keep getting concussed as much as he has. Oh, and if he got another concussion, they have to send him out at least the next two games. They have to. Are you going to make sure that happens, Ryan? Like vocally voice your opinion? Yes. I need it to happen as a Jets fan for that last game. <laughs> Not for his safety, but for the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the funny thing about that game was the weather was cold in Miami. Cold in Miami. It was like low, low or high 40s. I can't remember. So it was deemed, you know, the coldest it's been in Miami for a long time. How did they survive? And so, you know, all those Miami Dolphins players, they didn't know what to do. And to the Green Bay Packers, it was spring. <laughs> so they were, they were like, this feels nice. This is our summer. Speaking Let's of uh, trying to get mentally tough for a cold game, did you see those Seahawks players before that Chiefs game all going out there with their shirts off trying to get ready for that Chiefs game? No, I did not. Did you see that, Jay? Yeah, I was scrolling Facebook, and, <laughs> and I was sitting next to my wife, and I saw that picture and was like, Hey, honey, what's this do for you? Those guys are ripped, oh and they looked amazing. They look like statues. They're like, all G they're like GQ models, just <laughs> so chiseled. I was like, oh, my god!" Turns out it was just like Instagram wish... models they hired. It's not even yeah. real Seahawks <laughs> players. <laughs> they looked amazing. Pete Carroll's like, all right, get me a bunch of buff men and run out there and act like you play for this team. Let's intimidate the Chiefs. Let's intimidate them with their abs. They're off their white, pasty offensive lineman belly. I can go out there, coach. No, 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 no. You just stay here. Speaking of intimidation, you have the hottest team in the league, the Denver Broncos, going up the <laughs> slowest team in the league, the Los Angeles Rams. And you think this is a guaranteed 
eight touchdown performance from Russell Wilson today, guaranteed because he's been so good this year. And the Rams. That's what I needed. That's what I needed. (laughs) And the Rams put up 51 on the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos were only able to muster up 14. But we do have an update. Uh, Russell Wilson threw another touchdown this week, so he is now tied 12 touchdowns on the year with the 12 toilets he has in his home. So one more touchdown in these next two weeks. It's going to down the wire, boys. I mean, this Rams team gave up on life this season. They said every good player they have is hurt for the year. They're down to their third string, fourth string wide receivers. They're down to their third quarterback. They don't have most of their defense players are gone. And they put up 51 against a Broncos team that's barely hurt at all. Hardly anybody on the team is hurt. I truly believe, because this is uh, Russell Wilson came back this game after missing the last two. I truly believe. <laughs> that every Denver player hates Russell Wilson and the line did not block for him and the defense did not because their defense is good. They have a very good defense. They're um they were they gave I up. had them they on did, fantasy this year. Up. They were very good. And they played awful. Just gaping holes for Cam Akers all night. Giving up third downs all night. I think it's, I think they're just trying to get Russell Wilson benched or cut. I really do. It's almost like the players wanted somebody to get fired for the way this season has been turning out, isn't it? You know what? I and I was going to bring it up today. The Broncos announced they have fired Coach Nathaniel Hackett, which I am so glad he was not a good coach. They should have done this week three. But Russell Wilson just looks horrible. He came out, and the first two drives, he threw two horrible interceptions. Um, in the first quarter, immediately, it was like 17 nothing in like the first 10 minutes because Russell Wilson looked so bad. And the throws were not like the receivers did something wrong. Russell Wilson just threw horrible interceptions. I, I don't know why they're still letting him play. Um, they would have done better. I'd say they would have done better with Ripon. Ripon. The first thing he does is Ripon. First thing he does is throw an eighty-five yard pick six when he comes out. So I don't even know. The Broncos are. I did. I needed some touchdowns this week from the Broncos. I had hopes, and they didn't give it to me. Yeah, I'm not happy when it comes to fantasy Their football. Def- that defense scored forty-five points against Jay. Yeah, he had it. He could have won and made the championship in that league, and that defense scored 45 freaking points against him. And I had the Bills defense that scored me 35, so I was feeling really good. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't happen. Jay's probably literally going to probably lose by like 10 points. That's what it's going to come out to be. Just heartbreaking. Almost as heartbreaking as my loss against the same guy last week by one yard. Aaron Jones, yeah, my he, guarantee last week, folks. If you were wondering, Aaron Jones <laughs> got down to the one yard line and they knelt on it the rest of the game. If he would have scored that touchdown, I would have won in three different leagues. No Oof. big deal. In the league we that we're in, Ryan lost by what what was it, two point two points yep. or something? Yep. Like, just stupid. Yep. Just need uh, that touchdown. That's all I needed. All right, Jay, well, finish I'll us off you, here. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what, the uh, another must-win game, the Buccaneers versus the Cardinals. And going into the fourth quarter, it was guaranteed. The Cardinals had this game in the bag. 
they were winning 16 to 6. The Buccaneers hadn't done anything all game. Tom Brady has thrown two interceptions. It it was I I was literally like I'm going to bed. Like this is guaranteed uh that the Buccaneers are going to lose. And then Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. He led them back into fourth quarter to tie the game 16 to 16. And then he led them down the field so they could kick the game-winning field goal in overtime. And the Buccaneers are still in it, folks. They won 19-16. to John, your Bucks are not done. They can still make the playoffs. And they can still like, have a winning record, too. I feel like yep. it's in the... Um it's like in the Rocky movies when Rocky's just getting his butt whooped the whole match. And <laughs> I feel like that's been the Buccaneers' entire season. It's just Rocky getting punched after punch after punch. And, you know, either this is going to end like Rocky won where, you know, he doesn't win it or it's going to end like all the other Rockies where he comes back <laughs> to win it. So we'll see what Rocky movie we got this year with those Buccaneers. I truly believe this is the last season of Tom Brady. I don't think he wants to have his legacy tainted any more than it is. I truly year. believe if there's the right opportunity for him, he will come back. The New York Jets? It the New York Jets, the baby. Right come on. Would that be the right opportunity to beat Bill Belichick twice a year and play that for a team that's loaded right everywhere? Except and to play with that's what I was gonna say. The Jets literally have everything but a quarterback. Come on, Tom, give the Jets a Super Bowl. You can do they it. Literally, but then do. he'll he'll remember Brett Favre going there. <laughs> yes, twenty five. In, in all fairness, Brett Favre <laughs> did get hurt with the Jets. All right, cronies, we are doing Mount Rushmore of the AFC North: the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers. Started off with the brownies. Before we <laughs> before we jump right in, there is another game on tonight, Monday night football, Colts versus Chargers. Uh we are not we are recording this before that game happens. So my prediction is Chargers are gonna win eighty eight to the Colts three. We'll see what happens. <laughs> That's gonna be pretty red right round there, John, I think. <laughs> it's gonna be a blowout real bad. After that horrific horrific loss they had last week, the collapse. All right. The Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns franchise were the Cleveland Browns. Then they moved and became the Baltimore Ravens. And then another man bought and became an expansion team and became the Cleveland Browns again. So it's very weird history between both. So the Ravens basically, once Cleveland Browns became another organization again, that all the history of the Ravens just became when the Ravens started being the Ravens. So a little odd. But let's do. I did. I did not know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. because the the Thank Browns you. became the Ravens. That was Art Modell was the 90, owner. Moved them to Baltimore. What was it? Ninety six to ninety nine. There was no Cleveland Browns. Nope. Is that right on the years? But the history of the Ravens during that time were the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns history until Cleveland right. Browns became a franchise again. Yep. So they lost all that history. Cleveland Browns had Bill Belichick as a head coach, and then they moved to Baltimore and got rid of him. That's right. He didn't do very good there. Mm. All right. Browns. This was uh now there now, wasn't a lot to you, choose from. Before you say he didn't do good there, they fired him and then went to Baltimore and then the team he built got the Super Bowl. He was an Eric Mangini back then. That was a former Jets coach that built a team and then they went to two AFC championships. Don't burn my bill. 
Moving on. <laughs> he did coach the Jets for one day, so. All right. Uh, the Browns. Obviously, number one on this list, one of the greatest players of all time, Jim Brown. I agree. I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> You're not going to call me Jim? From the office? From the no. office? My name is Mr. Brown. I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> he is. <laughs> nice trick. Jim Brown in this era, with this many ga- this guy ran for 2,000 yards in a 13-game season. I couldn't even imagine yep. what he would do in this era. He would be unbelievable. Yeah. Yep, Jim Brown, definitely number one. Uh, another player on this list. Um, probably redefined the tight end position. Became more of a high... It was more of a blocking position back in the day. He became more of a receiving option. Uh, became that hybrid player. Ozzie Newsome. Yep. Yep. And yep, I wrote him one down. of the best journal managers of all time, too, for the Ravens. Uh, number three... Um, one of their best players of all time, a Hall of Famer, played on some of the worst Browns teams ever, Joe Thomas, left tackle. Yep. I had Joe Thomas number three. And the last one I have is a very, very old school quarterback that only old people would know. His name is Otto Graham. He was by far the best quarterback for a very long time back in the day. Oh, yeah. And that's who I got from number four. <laughs> yeah, Otto Graham has to be on there if you're talking about the Browns, Jay. Does he? Who yes. is you gonna put? Is there another player even to put? Well, I thought about it, and I thought, who are some players playing right now that would make the top four all time? And there's two of them that come to mind, and I'd be fine with either one. And that's Nick Chubb, or the one that I would put even above him, Miles Garrett. You would put Miles Nick Garrett. Chubb and Miles Garrett above Otto Graham and the Cleveland Browns Mount Rushmore. Dude, Miles Garrett is a beast. He is, but I would not he, put him above before any of those the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl, Otto Graham won seven championships for the Cleveland Browns, Jay. Before the Super Bowl era. People I still talk you. about him about as him. one of the it's best just so quarterbacks. He played in ten championship games. He was the Tom Brady before Tom Brady. That's who Otto Graham was. And you want to take that quarterback off the Mount Rushmore. And Miles Garrett took off Mason Rudolph's helmet and hit him with it. <laughs> that dude is a now. Beast. If we're doing like like the Cleveland Brown Mount Rushmore of you know rough and toughness, yeah, put him on there, but not not with legacy players. Yeah, all he right, might end right. his Auto career at, on there and pass somebody, but as of right now, I don't think so. Okay. All right. So your Cleveland Browns Mount Rushmore: Jim Brown, Ozzy Newsom, Joe Thomas, and Otto Graham. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, my favorite, my first favorite NFL team. This was a tough one. They have a lot of bad players. <laughs> so a lot many. of bad players. A but, lot of bad players, but a lot of good ones with like one or two good years. Yeah, so that's what it is. Hard. They have like they have a little spurt of like one to five years of really good dominance, and that's it. All right. Number one on the Bengals is their best player of all time. Um I think he's the best left tackle of all time. Most people say he is. Anthony Munoz. Yep. Anthony Munoz. Then it gets dicey after that. <laughs> then I, I have, as my number two on here, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. Yeah. Gotta have Ocho. Chad Johnson, baby. Chad Johnson. He was so good, he changed 
his last name to his jersey number, <laughs> Ojo Cinco. Now, how yeah. many years did it take you guys to realize that's what he did? <laughs> I knew right away. I was old enough. Year one, baby. Yeah. Year one. I must have been really young at the time, because eventually it caught on to me when I was like, in Spanish 2. you change his name When I was Ocho in Spanish 2 in school, and I was like, Ojo, oh. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on here. <laughs> All right. What did I get on the test? D plus. <laughs> uh, next, I'm going to put my favorite quarterback of all time on here. Boomer Esiason, 1988 MVP, took him to the Super Bowl, almost yep. won the Super Bowl. In fact, I feel, still feel like they would have if they didn't lose two of their best players before the game. But Boomer Esiason, I'm putting on there. Okay. And then my last one, I have three names written down. Um, I'm going to say the other two, and I'm going to say who I picked. I have Corey Dillon written down. He was a great running back for them. He also played for the Patriots. And I have A.J. Green, who was a very good receiver for them. But I'm going to go with Ken Anderson, who took him to a Super Bowl Hmm. and also won an MVP, I believe, back in the day with the Bengals. You know who else took him to the Super Bowl? Joe Burrow. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty Joe and the Joe boys. Joe and the boys. I think maybe in a few years he might be on this list. I, I'm hesitant I to put him on here. Chris Collinsworth down on my list. Now there's a guy. I wrote down Chris Collinsworth. And then in the back of my head, I can't remember his name, but the Icky Shuffle. What Icky Woods. Name? Icky Woods. I mean, I Icky Woods had a great touchdown head. dance, but he's not, <laughs> I mean, that's he's it, not that's better than not Corey Dillon. That was a whole craze that swept the nation, though. It was. I mean, we're talking now, about. Chris Collinsworth was good back in that. He was there when Ken Anderson was there. But A.J. Green and Chad Okoshinko just dwarfed anything that guy ever did. Yeah. I, I had it down between A.J. Green and Chris Collinsworth. Over Ken Anderson? I did not have Ken Anderson written oh, down. Really? Ken Anderson was pretty good back in the day. Not good enough for me to know about him. Well, I'm okay if I, you want to switch him out with. If you want to switch him out with AJ Green, I'm okay with that. Oh, only AJ Green, huh? Or Corey Dillon? Or Not Corey Icky Dillon. Woods. <laughs> <laughs> the fullback Icky Woods now. Yeah, so. and the Icky Shuffle. Can we put the Icky back. Shuffle on the Mount Rushmore? <laughs> <laughs> icky Shuffle. <laughs> John, what's your pick? I mean, I do love AJ Green, but I'm gonna say we gotta do. Let's do a running back, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, it is. Corey Dillon. Wow. All right. He had some. He had some monster games with them in the 200 yard rushing. Yes. He all did. right. Cincinnati. Our Cincinnati Bengals. Mount Rushmore. Anthony Munoz. Chad Ochocinco Johnson, Boomer Esiason, and Corey Dillon. Love it. All right, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm trying to get the better teams oh. towards the bottom where they have a lot of good players. Oh, yeah. This is going to be tough. The next two are going to be tough. I could not think. My first three were super easy on here. My fourth one, I'm lost. Um, okay, we'll start it off. When you think of the Ravens, you think of one player and one player only. His name is Ray Joe Lewis. Ray Lewis, baby. The, in my opinion, the best middle linebacker of all time. So yep. good he got away with murder. Yeah, that's how good he was. Uh, the number two, 
uh, one of the best left tackles of all time, Jonathan Ogden. I agree. I did not have Jonathan. You are crazy. That guy was deep. Oh, he was so dominant. No, I, I respect it. Yeah, I respect yeah, it. Got to be on there. There's just so many good players. Uh, Let's hear the rest. Number three, uh, one of, when I think of of safeties, of the best safeties ever, there's two that come yes. to mind. This is one of them. Ed Reed. Yep. Ed Reed. Yep. Then I'm stuck at four. I got three players written down who I think could be number four. And I'm just going to, no current players, Jay. Here's who I have. I hate saying his name, but he did take him to the Super Bowl. And he's elite, Joe Flacco. Ah. <laughs> Terrell Suggs. I, I got on Suggs. here. And Jamal Lewis. If you say Joe Flacco, then you have to say Trent Diffler, because that's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, jo- Jamal Lewis rushed for 2,000 yards, was on that uh, Super Bowl team with Ray Lewis and Joe Flacco. Um, just dominant that one year. I um, only wrote four names down, and my fourth name I wrote down is Jamal Lewis, so I'm leaning towards that way. He had 2,000 rushing yards one year. Man. So I'm leaning towards that. He was so good. Jay, do you have somebody else written down that we didn't put? I, well, I so I have Jamal Lewis written down. I do not want Joe Flacco. That's fine by me. I am hurting not putting Terrell Suggs on this list. So my I had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and then it was between Todd Heap and Jamal Lewis. Yeah, I wouldn't put Todd Heap on there, but Suggs or Lewis, those are both very, very – Suggs was dumb. But my only thing with Suggs was is he, his was sacks. He got a lot of sacks. He was an outside yeah. linebacker. But he didn't have to do anything but that because he had Ray Lewis, Peter Bowyer. He had uh, – what was that? All, all he had to do was sack. Michael, oh, that's all you Michael have McCreary, to do. Like Tony Saragusa, uh, Sam Adams. That line was so good. But he was good. He was good. I mean, I think me and John are voting Jamal Lewis, so unless John wants to change it to Terrell Suggs. Nope. Jamal Lewis. All right. Baltimore Ravens, Mount Rushmore. Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden, Ed Reed, and Jamal Lewis. All right, now we're going to a tough one. Folks, Pittsburgh Steelers. I have, let me count the names, four, five, six. I have nine names written down. And I don't even, you could switch out. I could take all four I have written down for my top four and put four of the guys from the other side on there, and it wouldn't even matter. They're that good. This is an unbelievable list. I have no idea how you pick four. There's two on here that I think are kind of no-brainers. And then the other two, man, can go anyway. All right, I'm going to start it off. I have, for number one, Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm going to tell you why I have Ben Roethlisberger on there. Really? Because. Really? Yes. Because you're going to be like, I don't have Terry Bradshaw on here. I'm going to tell you why. I have him written down, but I don't have him on the list. Because Terry Bradshaw wasn't the reason they won those championships. He was not that good of a quarterback. We talked about the Jets and Joe Namath a while ago. His stats were equally as bad as Joe Namath. And that team was built on running and defense. Rossberger put up some unbelievable numbers as a quarterback. 
He was tough to bring down in the in his prime. You could not bring the man down. He carried that team to championships. Um, he did get away with a crime, but like like Ray Lewis, he was good <laughs> enough to get down. away with it. <laughs> man, I'm, down. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's hard to pick. Now I have I have eight names written down, but Ryan, we could go four defensive players. You could. You, you could. don't have to pick. Now, a why did you start with Big Ben though? Why yeah. is he the first? Uh, well, I'm just giving you my four. I'm just giving you my four on here. Okay, you can go in any order you want. Number two, I have the late great Franco Harris. Franco Harris in his time was one of the best running backs ever to step on the field. He carried those Steelers offenses to those four championships. He has the immaculate reception. And he was the face of that franchise during that time. Number three, I have Mean Joe Green, one of the best defensive linemen ever to play the game. And my fourth one, I have Troy Palomalu, in my opinion, the best safety ever to play football. So you got two of them. You got Joe Green and Troy Palomalu. And here's here's the the other four I have written down. Jack Lambert, uh, very old player. Terry Bradshaw. Jerome Bettis and Heinz Ward. Hmm. Like it. There's a name that I'm very confused on why it hasn't been said because I had him in my top two, and that's Rod Woodson. My here's There's here's no my thing with Rod Woodson. No one liked Rod Woodson. I love Rod Woodson. He's one I of love the Rod Woodson. Best but he split ever. he split half of his career with the Steelers and Ravens. He had a lot of good years. He with- only played. He only played four years with the Ravens. He spent thirteen years okay. for the Steelers. He was good. And I had Rod Woodson on my Ravens list, and I took him off because Rod in Rod Woodson. The, they say the only reason Ray Lewis became Ray Lewis is because he had four years with Rod Woodson, and Rod drilled into Ray Lewis on how to be. One of the and become one of the best Mike linebackers of all time. Was that before or I'm, after I'm, the nightclub incident? <laughs> before the nightclub incident, <laughs> Rod Woodson. I, I'm not going to argue with. I don't know how did I miss him. I, I must thought he played longer with the Ravens. But you're right. He was one of the best corners. Uh, I think he finished oh. his career with the most interceptions of all time. Yeah, like he. I, in my opinion, he has to be one of the top. Okay, who else you got? Everybody else. Uh, I had? Then I have, no, then I have uh, Heinz Ward, um, James Harrison, Ben Roethlisberger, um, and Jerome Bettis. The bus. no way James Harrison's on this list. Yeah, he had one fine. great play in the Super. He was a good linebacker, but he wasn't even their best linebackers. Jack Lambert was better. Greg Lloyd was a better linebacker. Yeah. So Watts I, I, a better I have linebacker. mean. So for right now, my three is Mean Joe Green, Troy Palomalu, and Rod Woodson. And they have two great offensive linemen. We didn't even mention Dermani Dawson, one of the best centers of all time, and Alan Fanica just just made the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. Uh, guard. Man, John, do do you do you agree with my three? And we're just trying to find number four, or where are we? So at? we got Rossberger, Franco Harris, Joe Green, Troy Palomalu, Rod Woodson, and who was the last one on your list? You, did you did you didn't say mean Joe Green? I said Joe Green. Oh okay. You said the you funny, had two. The funny thing about the Steelers is their a, historic franchise. They have only retired so far two numbers in their entire franchise. That's Mean Joe Green oh. and Ernie Stotner, and now they're about to retire Franco Harris. So in the entire 
organization history of this team, they have three numbers they've retired. Um, <laughs> they have to have numbers, otherwise they're going <laughs> to <out. They> can't. <laughs> so, can't retire all these numbers. So Franco Harris, I agree with. Mean Joe Green, I agree with. Um, then I think we're all kind of up in the air on th- on three and four. Um, I mean, talking about the history of the Steelers, to me, when I think Steelers, I think Terry Bradshaw, and I know his stats didn't prove that well, but to me, he just wasn't think, that good. The guy got benched, John. They literally benched him and brought him back. I had he wasn't I good. had Terry over Ben, but I I don't I do not have he Terry over Troy or Rod Woodson. He didn't. He was the quarterback of those teams, but he wasn't good. Good enough to get four. So, so to me, I think Terry bit Bradshaw over Big Ben. In my no opinion, way. no uh, way. I would. I also have Terry over Big Ben, but I don't have them in the top four. You guys need to do some research. You guys just don't know. You guys just my, think of Terry Bradshaw and four rings and his charisma. He does. N- he is not. Yeah. yeah well, he's a Pittsburgh. That's Steelers. what we know of him. But that that's what we know of him. But John, I can't pick Terry over Troy Polamalu or Rod Woodson. Yeah, if you're taking Rossberger out there, I'm putting those other two in. There's no way I'm putting Bradshaw over Roethlisberger. The four, the four I wrote down was Mean Joe Green, Franco Harris, Jack Lambert, and the Bus. That was the four I wrote. Or down. Jack Lambert, I'll put Ooh, in there because he and is the bu- and the Bus. And the Bus. I wasn't going to put two running backs in. Down. I wasn't going to put two running backs in there. There's just yeah, too many if, if good. There's too many Frank, good defensive players. If we're players. putting Franco Harris, yeah, if we're putting Franco Harris, I'm, I, we can't put the bus on. I'm. Okay. I mean, I think yeah, Joe Green and and Franco Harris have to be on there. Um, I'm okay if you guys want to go Rod Woodson and Troy Palomalu on it. That that would if if that's how we're doing it with Joe Green and Franco Harris, I feel like we have to put Palomalu and Rod Woodson. That that's my order. Any debate there, John? I would be okay. I think, I think it's crazy there's not a quarterback on there, but a team that's won six Super Bowls. Four of them with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> Four of them with Franco Harris and Mean Joe Green, yeah. Well, if they're on there, why can't Terry? That was a running team, and they set up – they ran, 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 and they would then they would do a play action and throw it deep to Lin Swan. That's pretty much what those teams were. Who are we taking off, John Troy or Rod, in your opinion? If to put Terry on there, that's There's no way. I am not going to agree to put Terry on there over Ben Rossberger. There's just no way. I would way. probably take off Troy. Mm, that's tough, man. Palomalu is just. Oh, he was unbelievable. We get, we all yeah, got to see him. We were old enough legend. to watch him. Yeah. It was unbelievable what he yeah, did. Yeah, I didn't even watch Terry Bradshaw, but I when I think Steelers, Bradshaw's top three thought. You think of the charisma. That, I mean, that's what you yeah. think about. He's on TV that's, every week on Fox, so you see him all the time. It, you just That's how you associate him, but it's not. When I th- hear Troy Palomalu, I think of heads and, head and shoulders commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only one reason. He is, he's got to be one of the only retired NFL players who's still putting out these c- great commercials. And so I, yep. Mm-hmm. W- what, with Campbell's soup? <laughs> Dan Reno, ice toner gloves. Brett Favre. Uh, <laughs> Wrangler jeans. <laughs> Wrangler jeans and what's the other one now? No, Active Brett, wear. I don't think 
th- I don't think Brett Favre is doing much right now. <laughs> He's trying to get his legal system figured out. All right, we'll stick with the defense and Franco Harris. Then I say. All, All right. right. Okay. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, very heavily debated, Mount Rushmore. There'll probably be some comments on TikTok on this one. Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green, Troy Palomalu, and Rod Woodson. Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. Sorry, Ben. Forget Ben. All right. Next week, we'll do the NFC North. I love that. That's going to be a tough division, too, boys. There is some, besides the Lions, there's some talent on those teams. (laughs) Uh, That's it for today. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.